welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Brad Martino of 6th Division. This episode is sponsored by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando, your host. So glad to be here today with you guys. Um, just like uh, every day. Every day I do this, I'm just so glad to be with you guys. Uh, I, got, I got a good good show planned today. Um, you know, in the past several episodes, past shows, um, you know, at this point, Expo's over. It's been great. I'm pre-recording this. Expo hasn't happened, but it will have happened by the time this airs. And we are learning so many things you know when i when i go to expo uh i feel like i have so many ideas you know there are so many presenters there's so many like just brilliant ideas and then i go back to work and then i'm like okay guys we're gonna do all this stuff and you know it's like if you could imagine you know i'm like this cog up here and i and i make a a tiny turn then the person right below me, they make a quarter turn and the person below them makes a half turn. And then the customer, what ends up happening is they're spinning out of control because we have so many ideas, so many things that we want to implement. And it honestly, it can be too much. And, you know, look, my goal as part of, you know, being the host of this show is to bring you that value, bring you new ideas that you can implement into your business. I don't expect you to implement every single one. My hope is that on a show by show basis that you can pull out a nugget and synthesize it into something good, something effective, something that's going to impact your life, your customer's life. And that's why I wanted to bring on our guest today, Brad Martineau from Sick Division Marketing, because he uh, he's on the same wavelength there. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into how to take all these ideas that are coming at us and and really sift through it and synthesize it into something that actually impacts the customer, actually helps you make more money, actually makes your life better. I'm really excited to get into it. Before we go there, I just want to mention that um, this episode and other episodes streaming, the audio will, of course, be on Spotify, iTunes, um, or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud. You know, anywhere that you're listening to podcasts, you're going to be able to find us on that. But the video version where you can get to see me, you can see Brad, you know, the fun stuff. Looking at my beautiful face. That's the fun stuff. <laughs> the video is on the PCA Overdrive, which is a really wonderful resource. It's like the Netflix of paint contractor video content. Tons of shows, tons of episodes, over 400 hours of video content, streaming $5.99 a month for non-members. If you're a member of the PCA, it's absolutely free. Go to PCAPaintEd.org to download it or find it on the app store. Um, like I said, we got a, we got a great show and, and I want to get into it. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you a little background. I met this guy at a conference um, with, uh, it's called Icon. There's a, there's a software called Keep um, and they throw an annual conference. This guy was on stage. He was dynamic. His team was dynamic. I met his team. They were just in the, in the hall and uh, there was something about their vibe that pulled me in. And, and so they're good people. And, uh, and so I was like, man, I got I to gotta get somebody over here on a podcast. And they were like, oh, you got you to talk to Brad. You got to talk to Brad. Go to, his, go to his session. I went to his session. He knocked it out of the park. I went right up. I, I elbowed the people next to me. I went to the, up, up the aisle and I said, Brad, my name's Torlando. I run a podcast. You got to be on it. And he was like, absolutely. So I am so glad to welcome Brad 
Martineau to the show. Let's bring him on. Hey, Brad, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks, man. Excited to be here. Excited to be here. And it's nice to see that I'm welcome with a hat. That's always comforting. Yeah. Well, I always got to have a hat on because, you know, my hair just, it does its own thing, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. So, Brad, tell me a little bit about, you know, what you guys do at Sixth Division, how you came up, you know, where where you're getting this, uh, you know, you, you understand the customer journey. I think at that at that show, you shared some insights that I found really profound. You have a, a history of understanding the customer. Where did this all begin? Uh, so it all started. So keep the company that you mentioned that puts on the event icon where we met. Um, and there were elbows being thrown. So that's not, he didn't just make that story. <laughs> um, so before they were called Heap, they were called Infusionsoft. Uh, and I was the sixth employee at that company. Um, that was back 2002, maybe four, somewhere in there. Um, and uh, that was my introduction. So I was like, I had no experience. I had no idea what CRM was or even like mm-hmm. a contact database. I, had, I didn't even, I couldn't even describe the differences between like a large business, a medium business and a small business. Um, but they needed someone to be in their tech support team. And somehow I landed that job. So I was a sixth yeah. employee there. Um, and what I found out about myself while I worked there, I was there probably eight years or so. And what I found out about myself is I love a couple of things. One, I love entrepreneurs. Um, mm-hmm. I love everything about small business. Um, and number two, um, I sort of already knew that I was like a systematic thinker. I look for processes and I want things to be systematized. Uh, and then I realized how much I love software. Mm-hmm. Um so that's what I learned about myself. Now, what led me to where I am now, um, the way my brain works and the way I try to look at life is, uh, let's just look at uh, what's actually happening. Like what's actually the most important thing. If I can set my emotions aside, uh, set my pride aside, set my ego aside, and just be like, well, what's actually going on over there? Um, then I can figure out what's the most important thing. And then it seems like I should spend most of my time and energy on the most important thing. And I know there's, you know, you got all the sayings like, the most important thing is to keep the most important thing, the most important mm-hmm. thing. Um, but not many people do that. Uh, yeah. So what I've tried to do is create a habit of, well, let's go figure out what that most important thing is in anything. So like in my marriage, it's like, well, what's the most important thing with my kids? What's the most important thing? I coach basketball. Okay. What's the most important thing that we can focus on? And, um, and so when I started looking at entrepreneurship and I started getting exposed to it, I realized, well, here's the deal. You don't have a business if you don't have clients. Right. You can have clients and lots of and not have lots of other things and still have a business. But the single thing that makes you be in business is the fact that you have a client that's giving you money in exchange for some product, service, program, coaching, whatever it is, some service. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, well, OK, then if the client is like the core of me having a business, then the process by which I go find that client, convince them to become a client and then deliver to them so that they're happy and simultaneously, uh, their experience of that entire process seems to me to be the most important thing in business. Now, it's not the only important thing. Uh, so maybe most important, maybe the first important thing, like it's the one that yeah. you've got to get figured out first. Um, so that really, you know, through my journey, and there's a whole lot of stories of like how I got went from keep to where I am now, we can skip past all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the summary is that's what really landed. It's like, well, that's it. We've got to nail that. Um, and we wanted to like, we want to design the ideal experience so that they enjoy it. And also we want to do it in a way that it makes our life not be crazy. So I can design a really cool experience that makes my life and my team's life suck. That's also not what we're going for. So it's the blend of that. Uh, and out of that came sixth division and part of the presentation that you saw when you're at icon and all the stuff that we do. Very cool. Very cool. So, you know, a couple of things that popped out there made me think about, you know, my own journey as an entrepreneur and thinking about the client journey. You know, one thing that I've found just through simply by reading reviews, the good and the bad is that customers care more about the experience than anything else. They care more about the experience than the quality of the job. They care about it more than the, the cost of the job. They care more about it than, you know, the sales process or the or your website or anything else. They care about their overall experience. Right. Yep. Yeah. We talk. We talk all the time. There's value mm-hmm. and there's experience. Yes. And if you pit two businesses next to each other and value is just whatever you delivered, how good it was or not good it was. It's like I 
I hired you to come paint my house. Yeah. Did it get painted? Right. Yeah. That's value. Right. And it could be good value or poor value, but that's the value. It got painted. The other side is what was my experience of the entire process? And if you pit two companies against each other, um, here's what will happen. One of them has an amazing experience and subpar value. And the other mm -hmm. one has a subpar experience and amazing value. The mm -hmm. first one will win every time. Mm. Did I get that right? Or maybe I said it yeah. wrong. The one no, with the better experience, maybe I said it backwards. No, the you got it right. The one with the better experience will win every time. And that's not that's not a permission slip to say, hey, go have subpar value. Right. It's called, no, you should do both of them really, really well. But you can't ignore, you cannot ignore experience. Because yeah. it's happening. Regardless of whether you think about it or not, they're having an experience. Right. So so here's, here's my rub. And here's where I think the challenge is. Um, especially in the early days, I had this need as a, as a, you know, control freak owner to over systematize the experience to put so much on my painter's plate that they actually couldn't focus on the job itself. And there were just all these checklists and all these things that, that needed to happen. And I always had all these ideas and I always wanted to try something new. And I feel like, you know, it took me a while to kind of slow down and simplify. And that was something that we had talked about pre-show is this idea that we have way too many ideas as, as owners. We want to implement them. We want to bring them in. Some of them are borderline fantasy plays. Um, where do we begin with synthesizing what is ultimately going to impact the customer? Yeah, that's <laughs> So a couple of things that are really important in that as we look at um, this, this thing called the client journey um, is one, you will always have way more ideas than are practical, than are currently relevant and applicable mm -hmm. and that you could possibly implement. And that's really important to note that those are all three totally different things that I'm talking about. Yeah. Because you could have, you're going to have too many ideas that are relevant and are practical to implement than you can possibly implement which is totally separate from all the ideas that don't even apply to you right now based on where your business is. Mm -hmm. um, so what I always what I always talk about really in any aspect of business, and especially it applies to client journey, uh, the first thing you have to do is you got to take stock of where your business is. Um, and when you're listening to other people and when you're taking ideas, you have to be able to filter down to ideas that apply to you where you are currently. Now, this is most tricky, difficult uh, when you're getting started. Because when you're getting started, you're looking for ideas. So you go to the conferences and you watch people's webinars or whatever the things are that they do. Mm -hmm. uh, but here's the deal. The people that are speaking on stage at conferences and the people putting on webinars, guess what they're not? They're not beginners, mm -hmm. which means they're not sharing the ideas that they did when they started. They're sharing the ideas that they do now. Mm -hmm. You should ignore those. They do not apply to you. The best question you can ask or what you should be looking for is, well, what did you do when you were my size? And or what would you have done differently but when you are my size. So I think the first step is you've literally got to be able to take ideas and be like, does this apply to me? I'm just yeah. getting started. Is this something that I do right now? No. Or, hey, I'm a seven-figure business or I'm a multi-seven-figure business. Okay, does this apply to me here? So the first, the very, very first thing is we got to get clear on where are you mm -hmm. um, in your business. And then the other, the other piece of that is what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to create? Because we're not just out here to implement ideas for the sake of implementing ideas. We want to yeah. stop and actually be aware and be practical about I'm, I'm a seven figure business and I want to stay a seven figure business. Cause if I take the next leap, then my life goes to a place where I don't want it to be. Yeah. Or, or I'm a seven figure, but I got to get to multi seven or whatever the case is. Right. So it's right. Take stock of where you are and where you're trying to go. And then every idea that comes up, you look at it through that filter first. So step one is know where you are and more, maybe more importantly, um, it's equally important. You have to know where you're going and what success looks like. And this is where I see most entrepreneurs fall apart is they can't actually describe what they're trying to get back out of their business. And so they're just, they're chasing after ideas, but they don't actually know if that idea is going to help them get to where they want to go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I remember being, uh, this was several, several years ago. Uh, I was on a ladder. Okay. That was, you know, that, that was a long time ago, me being on a yeah. ladder. Uh, and I just remember thinking, man, I wish that I could run my business from my phone. And, you know, there was, at the time it didn't feel or seem, and I was doing searches, didn't seem like there were tools, uh, you know, that could really help me in that way. And I remember going through this process of thinking, 
well, I've got to I've got to figure out how to develop the tool myself if it doesn't exist out there. And I had a friend who was a software developer and he was like, let's just let's just do a, a thought experiment for a second before you go and hire somebody to build the software for you. <laughs> let's let's pretend that you couldn't build it yourself and and then try to find something that that could become close to what what it, you need to do. Start there. Right. And and I, I the reason I ask this is because I think when you are in a beginning space and you don't know what's available, um, but you are imagining what could be possible, I think it's really easy to lose sight of what is practical and feasible in the day. So how do we <laughs> how do we figure out that first step of like, is this actually feasible? Um, okay, so one, you got to know where you are and you got to know where you're going. So what is the outcome that you're trying to get to? That's that's the first step. And I, I'll say that every time about that's where we start because people forget like, oh, we're going to run off. No, you got to start with what are we trying to do? And the very first question to ask yourself, in my opinion, with every idea is if I'm trying to accomplish this in my business, will this thing I'm talking about actually help me do that? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the answer is going to be no. And then you just take that idea, which is a great idea, by the way. And I want to be like, I'm not doing this just to make a joke. It's a great idea, which means as entrepreneurs, uh, we are going to feel obligated to implement the great idea, Mm. even if it doesn't apply to us. And Mm. it's really important to recognize that we have that internal drive to implement the idea, even though it may not apply. So the first thing is we're going to take that idea. If it doesn't apply to where we are right now, we're just going to put it on the shelf. Like we can always come back to it later. Mm. So you should create a shelf. And my imaginary shelf is off camera over here, Mm -hmm. but you create a shelf where you can put those ideas and you set them aside. Um, and, and be really comfortable and be okay with taking an idea and be like, this is just not now. It's not the right idea right now. The second question um, to ask is essentially what you walked through um, or what your friend helped you walk through, which is, okay, I have this idea. This idea does relate to what I'm trying to accomplish in my business. Is there a way for me to do this um, like in a more simple format? The, mm-hmm. I got a question from one of my buddies that I love. I love asking all the time is, what does the simple version of this look like? Mm. Um and then one other angle to really help put some meaning, like some practical meaning when they stop listening to this, they can go use it in their day-to-day basis. Um, I was watching a sales trainer. Uh, I think he worked at HubSpot. I, I, I could probably look up his name. Um, I was at a conference, uh, but he, he like ran sales teams, not just like I had like, he had like three reps. We're talking like he managed the leaders that managed the sales reps. Mm-hmm. And he made a really, really interesting point when he was talking about how to train uh, your team, specifically sales reps. Um, but it applies to anything you're doing. He said, phenomenal leaders, phenomenal trainers, coaches um, are really, really good at seeing all of the things that need to be fixed Mm -hmm. and then being able to focus on one. Mm. So how that applies into the idea of uh, what is the simple version of this look like um, Mm -hmm. is can you see all of the things that you could do or a complex solution that you could do? And then you can be like, yeah, that's great. And really, I just need this one, like, I can just go put this one piece in place because the one piece in place is better than me working on uh, this overall solution. Our internal mantra is start simple, get fancy later, dot, 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 if necessary. And rarely is it actually necessary. Yeah. So, so those, there there are a couple of mindsets and we can get into some, some more practical, like, where would I go look inside my client journey first? Like, what's the checklist? Yeah, 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 totally. But, but before we get there, the mindset is really, really important that we start with, uh, I don't have to implement every idea that I have. There's like a freedom and a power if you'll adopt that mindset that is just because the guru says I should doesn't actually mean that I should. Yep. Just because all of my friends in the mastermind are doing it doesn't mean that I actually have to do it. And just because whatever other examples I come up with, it doesn't mean you have to. Just because you have an idea, you are under zero obligation to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Unless... It is a thing that will help you move forward the most important aspect of your business. Then you go look at it. And now the next, it's made it past the first cut. Second cuts have to do with, is this simple enough? Like, what does it look like to get this thing done in a week or in two weeks? Rather than by default, we go to the exact same thing that you did, uh, which is I'm going to build my own app. Like, ah, maybe there's a simpler way to accomplish (laughs) what you're trying to accomplish than build your own app. Um, So anyway, so those are two really important mindsets to run every idea through. 
Uh, and then at some point we can get into some more specifics of like, where would I go look first? Yeah. I, and I think I'm ready for that conversation. So, you know, because I, because we really want to drill into, you know, how this stuff is impacting, how our ideas are impacting the customer journey. And so if the customer journey isn't as good as it could be, we're not getting, you know, maybe we're not getting as many reviews as we want, or maybe we're getting too many, um, you know, customer calls in the middle of a project, or maybe we're getting too many customer calls before the project begins. You know, there's something about the, the, the uh, customer journey that feels off. We got a lot of ideas. Where, where do we need to look? Yep. At Perfect. The okay. So the, the first thing that we have to do when we start to look specifically at, okay, I'm going to go diagnose my own client journey, right? Um, is we've got to break the client journey down into a couple of pieces that make it more manageable to actually think about. Uh, so one of the things that we teach, we call it the Lego principle. Uh, and the Lego principle is that Lego is really smart. So have you ever bought a Lego set before? Yeah, yeah. I bought some for Christmas for my kids this year. Okay, yeah. We have like tubs and tubs of Legos in our house. But here's the really important thing. When you open up a Lego set and you dump the contents of the box out, what comes out? Legos. No, not Packages. Legos. Bags. Bags, bags of Lego. And that, <laughs> that nuance is the most, it is so critical because what Lego figured out really, really early on is, hey, if I sell a dad a thousand piece Lego set or heck a 500 piece Lego set and I drop 500 pieces on the ground with this thing that's like, hey, go find this one little piece and put it on this one. That dad ain't never buying a Lego set again. Mm. And if the dad's one of those dads like, well, you, it's your Lego set. You figured out. Guess what? That kid's never going to want to play with again. A Lego set. Mm -hmm. So this idea, I'll call it modular thinking, but it's the ability to take like, hey, I got my client journey. Now we got to break it down into a couple of smaller pieces so that we can then go dissect and figure out, well, where's the actual problem? Like you mentioned, well, maybe I'm not getting enough good reviews or maybe I'm getting too many calls during a project. Maybe I'm getting too many before a project. Maybe I'm not getting enough sales calls. Maybe I'm mm -hmm. not converting enough of those. Maybe I don't even get enough people to the page where they can request a sales call, right? These are all things that come up, but I could list off 500 different things like that that are all the equivalent to these individual Lego pieces. So how do we mm -hmm. start to break it down into some more manageable pieces? So what I would have you consider is there's essentially four pieces, technically five, we'll get to the fifth one, but there's, there's basically four um, bags, we'll call it, uh, to your client journey. So, yeah. and this is going to sound really basic. Um, I, I'm not afraid of it sounding basic. That's the point because it's simple yeah. Yeah, uh, right. and it helps you organize your thinking. So you have, if we go like on a timeline left to right, the first major component of the client journey is what we call attention efforts. It's everything that you're doing to try and get in front of somebody's eyeballs. Okay, so we have attention efforts. So when we go to look at your client journey, we never just say, hey, what's wrong with my client journey? It's like, well, let's go break it down. The first thing, not necessarily the first thing, but a thing we'll look at is attention efforts. The next thing over we call lead efforts. Um, and we actually call them plays because we create a playbook. But so we have attention plays and lead plays. Um, lead plays are when you're capturing somebody's information mm -hmm. in an attempt to do some sort of education and then get them to be like, yo, I want to talk to you because I might want to hire you mm -hmm. and or potentially they just end up buying. But if we're talking painting contractors, my guess is they're not doing like, Hey, go, go buy a, a, your house being painted online with an online order form. They're probably having some sort of a conversation with a yeah. quote, right? So, yeah. So any of those, you know, you got like the video training series or the lead magnet, white papers, PDF downloads, any of those where the end result is cool. Now let's schedule a time to chat and we can come give you a quote. Those are called lead plays, lead efforts. They're lead mm -hmm. things. Next over is prospect and prospect starts when someone's like, yo, I want to talk to you because I think I want to hire you. Mm -hmm. And then it ends when the person buys or when they decide not to buy. Mm -hmm. So we got prospect. Uh, and then uh, the last one are your client plays. This is what happens after the person buys. So to go through all of them, it's attention. I got to get their attention to go from eyeballs to I've got some contact info. That's attention. My lead plays go from contact info to they're raising their hand, they're scheduling a call, they're requesting a quote. My prospect plays go from they've requested a quote to they signed up and they bought. And then my client play goes from they bought, they signed up, they gave me money, whatever the process exactly is, they're a client, through to they're happy and they're excited. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the fifth one I mentioned just really quickly, and then we'll start to dive in and look at some of those, is what do you do when people don't convert, mm -hmm. right? So you, they request a quote, and they don't convert. All of those people end up somewhere. Um, in marketing terms, it's called your list. Uh, you can call it your database. It's all the people that you could send offers to and you could send things to down the road. So there's this, uh, we call them recyclers because you're trying to recycle those people back up into your client journey. So you've got attention, lead, mm -hmm. prospect, client, 
And then you've got recyclers that kick people back up into uh, your leader prospect place over time, if you do that right. So those are the five yeah. areas um, of the client journey. And every single client journey, every single, I don't care how big you are, I don't care how small you are, every single client journey has these. You can map every single client journey on this playbook tool that we created that is organized in these uh, in these categories. Yeah. Okay. So I got a quick tangential question that is, yep. that is completely self-serving. Um, <laughs> so... If I if I'm aware of these you know these four plays, and um, and, and in particular the first three, um, where should I be putting my effort first? Because the thing is, especially with painting, there is an element of there are definitely people who want painting today. Uh, there are people who are going to Google, they are searching for a painter, and they are going to schedule an estimate today. There is an aspect of that. Um, but the attention play um, is really geared towards people who might not actually be ready to paint this instant. And they might be ready next month, uh, you know, next season, next year, a couple years from now. Where do I start first? Do I start That's with low hanging fruit or do I start building a brand and, and, and attention? It's a great question. Um, so. I'm going to kind of describe through it, and I think we're going to answer your question spot on. Uh, okay. One point of clarification. The attention plays are how you get anybody's attention, whether they're ready to go today or whether they might take a little while. Okay. If they're going to take a while, they probably end up on your recycler. Okay. But when I when I put an ad up, wherever I put my ads up, and somebody goes straight to a page to request a quote, that ad that I put up is an attention play. Mm -hmm. And then I'm driving them to my prospect play, which is, yo, felt this form, and now they're in my, my prospect play, right? Mm -hmm. So he, here's how I look at it. This is a client journey, according to Brad. Um, in a business, like we established at the very beginning, you are not in business if you don't have clients. Mm -hmm. That means you have two jobs. You have to find them, and then you have to convince them to give you money, right? And then mm -hmm. technically beyond that, if you want to have a good business, you got to make them happy. So we're, it's important to recognize in the client journey, you don't have a business if you don't have attention efforts, they are always there. So that's not one that you get to be like, well, I'll get to that one later. Then you're not in business until you actually get to that one. So that's more of a constant. Even if it's just referrals, the work that you're doing with your clients to get referrals, it's still, those are still attention efforts. So you mm -hmm. have to have attention efforts. I start, we call it starting closest to the dollar sign. So if you imagine like four columns and you've got attention, lead, prospect, client, mm -hmm. the line between prospect play and client play is mm -hmm. where they give you money. Mm -hmm. I'm starting closest to that. And my, my personal opinion is I always start after the dollar sign. It doesn't make any sense to me that I'm going to cram a whole ton of people and I'm going to like open up the floodgates to get a bunch of people to come into my business and then put them into a crappy experience. Mm -hmm. Now I'm heavily influenced by the fact that I live and breathe experience. Um, but I also recognize that there, you don't, there's not, it's not like you have to spend six months getting yeah. this perfectly orchestrated experience. You can actually implement, there's I got three things that I tell people every time they should implement for their clients um, right away. And it's a couple of simple videos to help set the stage for the experience. Um, so I start after the dollar sign because I know I always have to have attention efforts. So where I would go mm -hmm. first is let's look at what happens as soon as somebody says they're a client of yours. I want to start there mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that's dialed in. And here's mm -hmm. why there's a cascading effect as we move further or if we move earlier into the client journey. Mm -hmm. If I know, or if you know, or anybody listening, if you knew, that as soon as you said, great, I'm going to run your deposit and then whatever, if you knew that the experience was going to be freaking amazing, mm -hmm. you would sell differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I can get that dialed in, and it doesn't have to be this over-the-top complex process, if I can get that dialed in, I will sell differently because I have confidence. Like I said, Let me tell you exactly what's about to happen, okay? I'm going to run this card, and then I'm going to push a button. And this is exactly what's going to happen. And if at any point you have questions, just let us know, but I can lay out what's going to happen. And then that exact same thing happens. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to sell way differently, right? So I start there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the right of the dollar sign. Then the next thing I would do is I would go look to the left of the dollar sign, which is I got to make the money, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go look at what happens. What does the page look like when somebody lands on it to say, hey, I want to meet with you. I want to request a quote. What does the next page look like after they've out the form? What do the emails say that get sent to them? How am I preparing them for when we're going to meet so that they're most likely to actually give me money? Like, what does that entire experience look like? Mm -hmm. So I go there. Um, and then if I get to the point where I need to do some fancy marketing and I create some lead things like a PDF or a video series or whatever, then I would start to look at, I would start to look at those. 
Um, I would actually go to recycler and then to lead magnets. So I'll just go through the order. Yeah, yeah, I go yeah. client plays first for the different, whatever things they buy. And you'll have a different play for each thing that you sell. But mm -hmm. I've got client plays first because I want to make sure I got that rock solid because that's what my business is. Yes. Second is my prospect play because if I can't convince someone to give me money, then I don't have a business. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to make that thing dialed in. Mm -hmm. Third, I'm going to go to my recyclers, which is basically me taking care of all the people that went through my prospect play or my client play. And then they're, they're either done or they didn't convert. I already spent time and energy to get them. I might as well put a little bit of effort into trying to stay in front of them and keep them around so that they can refer me and or use me again down the road. Yes. And then I would go to some fancier marketing stuff, which would be my lead place. And all the while, I have to continue to do attention plays. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So uh, that was helpful, especially for me. I hope it's <laughs> helpful for our listeners. So what um, do you want to drill into to some of these or do you want to go into... Um, tools because I know you talked about um, you know bringing in the essential tools for the client journey. Um, where where do you want to go from here? Uh, how much time do we have? We have about 15, 20 minutes. Um, I, so I think we'd be better off talking about some more of the specifics okay. uh, because tools is tools is like this can of worms. And the reality is, so we'll just say this about tools. Um, there's going to be I make a joke when I do presentations. You might remember this one, Torlando. Uh, but I make a joke about how there's a new software tool that gets released, like seems like every day that's going to make your life super easy. And mm -hmm. then my joke is that I think it's Friday at like 1230 p.m. Eastern time is when it gets released. There's so many tools. Yeah. And then what happens is people get the tools and then they're frustrated or they're annoyed because it's not doing what they want. Um, so this is all we need to say about tools is the tool is not the software tool, whatever it is, is not currently has not ever been nor will it ever be the problem mm -hmm. ever. It is never the problem that it's the tool. The first step is, is that you're clear what you're trying to make happen, which means we've created this playbook and we've gotten clear, like within each play, we know what we want to have happen. And then we go find a tool that can make that one thing happen. It's essentially uh, what your developer buddy was telling like, well, hold on a second. You're like, let's go build a tool. And I'm just mm -hmm. going to walk you back over here to, how about we do a little exercise called, what do you want the tool to do? And mm -hmm. then let's see if they, let's go find a tool that might already exist that can handle what you want it to do rather than we just start to build this thing. Mm -hmm. Same thing happens with software. So anybody that is currently frustrated with your software solution, uh, I am very, very confident that it probably stems from a lack of clarity about what you actually want the tool to do. Somebody mm -hmm. bought the tool and you're trying to like, well, we should figure out how to use the tool. No, we should figure out how to design an amazing experience mm -hmm. from attention to lead to prospect to client through to recycler. And then we should go pick a tool that's going to support what we actually want to have happen. Mm. Most entrepreneurs don't know how to create that visual or create that plan. And they get stuck with tools, not knowing what to do with them. That really is sort of the genesis of what led to Sixth Division being created. We want to help entrepreneurs understand how to create that visual and that plan. And then the tool is really easy. And I mean, mm. like, insanely mm. easy once you have the plan. So Got it. probably at that point, that's it. I mean, if we want to do a follow-up at some point, we'd probably need to do like some live interaction, something or other to get people's thoughts on software, but there's so many different tools and they kind of all do the same thing nowadays. Some yeah. of them have some little nuances depending sure. on how your business runs, but it's like the tool is not the thing that makes the difference. Right, right, right. It is. Yeah. That, that, it's I think that makes a lot do. of sense. Yeah. And, and often I see people uh, when they use a software that they end up conforming their processes to the software in a way that, you know, kind of leaves out how the customer's feeling. In the yep. 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 It's like, well, we got this tool and we got to make this thing work. So how do we do it? It's like, well, what if you thought about what you wanted to have the experience be? And then you went and got a tool that allowed you to do that rather than pretending like you're hamstrung by this one software tool that you got. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's go ahead then and, and jump back into the, uh, the, the different plays, because what I want our listener to leave with is some clarity on, you know, how to, because we're talking about dissecting the current um, customer journey and figuring out where to focus our attention, what to do at each of these stages. So let's go jump back in and let's talk about these attention plays. Okay. Um, well, actually, so we're not going to start there because we're going to start where you'd always start, which oh, is the client place. Yes. You, you told me this. To the right <laughs> of the dollar. Okay. Oh, I'm listening. Yeah, I the, promise. To the right of the dollar sign. Okay. So um, what I'll do, well, we'll see how far we get. Because there's, there's going to be a bunch of ideas, but what I want to do is whittle yeah. it down to like, okay, if I could just tell you, just go do this, yes, um, yes. what would it be? So let's go client play. 
what is the first thing? And this is not if I could make something up. This is like, well, what did I tell the last five clients that I talked to or the last hundred clients? And it would be this exact same thing. Um, so there's a principle behind it. And everything that I share, what you, if you haven't caught on already, uh, I believe that we have to first organize our thinking, like figure out what's actually happening. And then, so there's like a shift in how we look at the problem. And then there's now, here's what you go do. So here's the shift that we have to do uh, when it comes to our client play. Uh, there's this thing called the primacy effect. Primacy effect essentially in a very dramatically understated fashion says this, the first encounter you have with the thing, i.e. a company, a brand, will influence every subsequent encounter that you have. Mm-hmm. It's why the first, it's why your first appearance matters. It's just, it's why it matters. Um, okay. So we want to tap into that and know that our opportunity happens as soon as they sign up. Like now they're a client. Okay. And, and actually anyone that's paying attention, like, well, wait a minute, wouldn't it be before that? Yes, it would. But in the case of the client play, the very beginning of the client play has the ability to make your life really easy as they're as the rest of the time, this person's a client or to have it be really choppy. And mm-hmm. so what we've got to do is we have to demonstrate they're like, we're humans and we've got a little bit of personality, whatever your personality is and set up how we want the rest of this thing to go. How, like we're going to teach Mm-hmm. We got to teach our clients how to be clients. We do this all day long as the business. This is probably the client's first time. And if it's their mm-hmm. second time, they probably don't remember from the last time very much. So like you have to teach them um, how this thing is going to go. So we want to change how they show up and we want to teach them. Here's what the process is going to look like. And we can't overwhelm them. Yeah. Right. Okay. So those are like the three goals that we're trying to accomplish. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to try something real quick. You this right here, like I could draw a picture right here for oh, some people. Oh, there you people. go. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. So at some point, we're going to draw We're gonna draw a picture in here. And if you're, uh, whatever you have to go to, the PDA slash dots. Yeah. That yeah, thing. the PCA overdrive, there. the video. Okay. There good. you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's what we want to do. There's three assets that I tell people that they should put in place immediately. The first one is the welcome next steps email. And they probably have an email that's going out as soon as somebody signs up. It's probably not doing what I'm about to tell you to make this thing do. Mm-hmm. The second thing is called a how to get the most out of this video. And the third thing is how this is going to work. Okay. So um, in the how to get the most out of this email, uh, and I would do, I'm going to draw a picture here and I'm going to describe it in words for anyone that's not watching the video. So this is the very first email that goes to the person right after they just gave us money. Right. Mm-hmm. So they just gave us money. We kick this email out. Now the tendency here is uh, that we're going to send them like a receipt or some boring confirmation or whatever. Uh, We're going to not do that right now because this email has a very specific purpose. You want to tell them the three things that are about to happen or that they need to do next. And you're going to limit it to three. It could be one or it could be two. The point is, is you have their focus right now and we want to control their focus. One of the things in this email is going to be that they're going to go over here to this page. And this page is probably for the audience that we have here. This Mm -hmm. is probably where both of the videos are going to live, both the how to get the most and then also the how this is going to work or what to expect. You can call it whatever you want, how Mm -hmm. this works. Okay. So in this email, the email literally would read something like this. Hey, Torlando, we're super excited to work with you to paint your house Um, as a confirmation we're coming out on this date, whatever the next step is. And we'd have to get into the details of what it is, whatever that next step is. Hey, as a reminder, we're going to come out on this date. Um, right now, all I have is two things for you to do or one thing for you to do or three things for you to do. Okay, that's it. I just mm-hmm. got this. One of them is I'm going to have you go watch these videos. Now, if they have to schedule, okay, go like this. Hold on. If they have to schedule something or if they have to do anything, you actually want to hide it behind them watching these videos. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's like, hey, so just click here. I got a couple of videos for you to watch. And then you can, like for us, we do click to schedule your first call. So there's a button down here where they can click to schedule their first call, but it's after they watch these videos. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you that can't see the picture, it's an email that's like, yo, welcome, super excited to work with you. Uh, Here's the deal. We've got two things for you to do. This is all I need you to worry about, right? Or just these two things. One of them is going to be to click to a page. And on that page, you're going to have two videos. So let's talk about the purpose of these videos and, and how you'd go about them. So logistically, probably five minutes each max. You don't really need to go that much beyond that. Mm-hmm. The how to get the most video, you call it that. Like, I'm going to tell you how to get the most out of this, how to have this just be amazing for you. Yeah. And what this actually is, is this is 
how to be a good client. Yeah, I love that. You're going to say all of the things that you want to say to somebody after, you know, like when you get to the end of a project or you get to the end of some time with the client and they're kind of a pain in the butt and they're mm-hmm. wrong. Cause mm-hmm. that, that garbage about the clients always right is garbage. Sometimes yeah. the client's flat out wrong. You know, at the end when it's like, well, if you would have just done what you were supposed to do. So the key is, is that you got to say that you got to say that at the beginning. Yeah. This is where this right here is where we get to say that is in well, this, how and- to get the most video. And, and what I'll, I'll say, I'll jump in here is that, you know, painting clients, especially the homeowners, less commercial, but the homeowners are actually fairly notorious for being challenging customers. And, I, and I've always said that you kind of like they are going to complain about something. You have to train them how to complain. You have to show them 100%. You just, how you teach- to do it. And it's not I'm going to teach you how to never complain. I'm going right. to teach you how to complain so that we can actually get something productive done. Right. So. We're uh, at the beginning of our course that we sell that teaches everyone how to do all this stuff. Um, We've got, I call them pro tips. That's what Mm -hmm. I offer. But my pro tips are the very first thing is like, hey, I'm going to answer the question people ask all the time. How do I make this amazing and get the most out of this? I'm like, all right, I got six things for you. And it's stuff like this, like, hey, do the work. And I'm like, I know, I know. You're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be one of those boring, dumb videos. But here's the deal. And then I read, there's the shirt that says, don't be mad about the results you didn't get with the work you didn't do. I'm like, we need to remind ourselves, like, if you didn't, if you don't do the work, then I can't help you at all. And then I go through some different things like be growth minded. You have to think about, well, the way I was doing something isn't working, which means I've got to grow and get better to get a different result. So I'm starting to teach them in a very non-threatening environment. I'm teaching them how to interact. And part of it is uh, one of the things we talk about is be an advocate for your own experience. This is one of the growth things. So it'd be kind of like, like if I'm a painter, this hundred percent would be in there. Like, okay, listen, Um, number four, I need you to just be an advocate for the process. And here's what yeah. I mean by that. What I mean is um, if you see anything that's off, and I'd probably just call it like ask questions. That's mm-hmm. it. Like if you just ask a question, we can solve it. And I would go to the point of like, let me explain when you ask questions as soon as you have it. Mm. Because if you wait till we're done, I can't do anything about it then. Mm-hmm. And what I want to start to tee up is there's a time that is acceptable to ask questions. And it's not the minute I just cleaned up all of my tape and I took everything off and now you want to go complain because you were sitting there staring at it, waiting for it to go wrong. No. Right. I'll be like, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, this is what I would say in the video. I'm going to tell you exactly what I will tell you if you do that. And I know you probably won't, but I've had some crazy clients in the past. So I just want to make sure I told you so. And you do it with a little like, you know, mm-hmm. tongue in the cheek, little twinkle in the eye. It's like, nah, I know it's not you, but I've had some clients do it. So I got to say it so I can tell you I told you so. But look, here's the deal. If something comes up afterwards, that you could have just looked at, right? Or whatever, if afterwards it's too late. So we're gonna come out, it's gonna take a couple of days, like watch it, ask questions, let us know. Like we wanna make sure it's right on. Um, otherwise like the, that ship has sailed or you know, whatever, however mm-hmm. you'd actually say it, but you're right on it. You teach them how and when to complain and you do it way ahead of time so that they're already conditioned that way. You, mm-hmm. get, you actually create your own clients. So yeah. by having this in place, you'll teach them how to be an amazing client. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what we did, we would uh, print out a little sheet that had a punch list and we would take our, our company magnet and put it on the refrigerator and say, hey, if you see anything, write it down here on this list. We'll see it first thing in the morning. We'll take care of it. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So, OK. So the first video, um, the, the, a couple of tips on creating that one. We may not get past the first thing for the clients, but that's all right, because mm-hmm. people are people are selling projects. This is just let's make the experience better. Yeah. And if we got to go um, a little long, Brad, that's fine. It's okay. Don't worry about that. So, um, all right. So a couple of ideas when you go to create this, how to get the most video. I think the number of principles or things you're going to cover, it's somewhere between three to five. We do six because we're sixth division. And I feel like I can violate that principle. And I talk really fast, so it doesn't take that much time. Okay. But I'd go three to five. And the way you come up with those three to five things is you make a list of every single time that a client has been frustrated or you've been frustrated with a client and the client was wrong. Mm. Make a list of all of them. Make a list of all the things that your clients do that freaking piss you off or that slightly annoy you, whichever, wherever, <laughs> it is, wherever it is in that range on that spectrum, right? So make a list of those. And then the next thing you're going to do is uh, I, I, when I do this, I put it in Excel. And then to the right of it in the next column over, um, I write, why does that bother me, right? Mm-hmm. Or why were they wrong? And what you'll see is you're going to start to repeat yourself in the second column over mm. because the same core underlying principle led to two or three different um, you know, specific instances where somebody was was mad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to get down to a list. That list will probably be five to 10, like core reasons why these things are happening. 
Then what you do is you go through and you consolidate them down into three to five by saying, well, this and this, they're really sort of the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to do, so that'll be the third column over. This is where we trim it down to three to five. Now I've got three to five principles that if my clients followed, I would never have had any of those specific instances that I listed in the first column. Right. Right. So from there, once I have those, from there, I brand them. Uh, I call it intrigue optimization. I brand them so that there's a little bit of, uh, it's like, oh, I think I know what they're talking about, but it's not so obvious that I've got all my preconceived notions. Um, like one of them in mind I have is uh, master modular thinking. Um, I have one where I talk about, I call that one, oh, gain and use a skill, oh, I beware the fog. So like, there are some things where it's like, I kind of have an idea what he's talking about, but not really. And then in the video, I'm gonna listen for the next 30 seconds while he explains it. Mm -hmm. So now you're gonna put like a label on, it's like, all right, here's four key tips for you, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Number one, and then you just and then you rattle through them. So that's how you come up with the ideas. And then the video again, you don't, you're not trying to like, it's not a lecture. And this yeah. is, I like to teach. So my videos tend to be long. I'm like, wait a minute, I have to remember that. It's like they already understand the idea of do the work. I don't have to teach that idea. I mm -hmm. just need to present it in a way that's like, oh yeah, okay, that's right. When I'm working with six right. divisions, I'm gonna do the work. Got it. Which is why I bring in the shirt right? Don't get yeah. mad about the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do. And then we can have a little, you know, I can laugh on camera. You can kind of laugh there, whatever. And then we move on to the next one. So that's how you come up with those topics are. That's what goes into the, how to get the most. The whole idea of it is like, look, this is how you crush it. If you just do these things, because we're going to show up, then we're good to go. Here's how to get the most out of it. So that's right. video number one. Right. Okay. Any ideas or thoughts from that? No, brilliant. We go to video I love two? it. Yeah. Yeah. Video right. two. So video two is how this works or um, what to expect. You can, you can call it whatever makes sense for you. Um, this is where you're going to outline what's about to happen. Okay. Um, and I don't really have, I'm trying to think, there's not really, now actually there probably are some things to draw here as we do this. So now we're in this second video. And right now, at this point when they're watching this video, your client is right here at the beginning of this process. And they're about to go on a journey. And over here, they're either going to be happy or they're going to be mad, right? Mm -hmm. Either way, they're gonna go through the same sort of steps or phases of this process. Okay, so, I mean, you've done this before. What are the phases in a painting job? I hire you to paint my house, then what? Yeah, yeah. What are like the main phases? Yeah, so the first phase is, is you basically go into queue of waiting for us to, you know, do the job. Then we go through and we, uh, the crew shows up, we do a, a walkthrough, uh, we prep the house, you know, cover things, that sort of stuff, um, patch, you know, any patchwork. Um, then we're, um, you know, doing the painting and then we clean up and do the final walkthrough, make sure that, you know, everything's uh, uh, even Stevens or happy. Um, and then and then we leave. OK, perfect. All right. So uh, what I drew on here for those that are just listening is, and this is probably not exactly the way that I would break it down uh, if we were like doing consulting or whatever, but it gives us enough of the idea, right? Mm -hmm. So they're at the beginning of this process and they're about to wait, which is really exciting for clients, by the way. They love it. Oh, um, they love, yeah. You have no idea. So, so they're about to wait. <laughs> then there's going to be like a walkthrough and prep, confirm what we're doing. Then there's painting. And then there's like, okay, now we're going to clean up and we're going to follow up, right? Mm -hmm. So here's one of the most important things to recognize. We, as the business owner, we do this all the time, over and over and over and over and over again. This is what we do is this process. We know what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. They don't, and they won't remember it if you tell them just one time, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and if I try to give them too many details too early on, they'll get overwhelmed and they'll stop paying attention. So mm -hmm. this video, how this works, is about what I'm doing is I'm just creating confidence in them that there is a process and i am gonna have to introduce one uh one additional asset in here because it's the other half of the how this works videos the how this works how does this works video its job is to be like all right let me explain to you i'm gonna just kind of ad lib let me explain how this is gonna go we're super excited to have you here we'll go back to this super excited to have you as a client uh, let me just explain what's about to happen from here so you know exactly what's about to go down uh number one you're gonna hurry up and wait and I apologize. I know you don't want to wait, but this next phase is like there's time between now and the time that it's time for us to come paint your house. We've already set the date, right? So there's going to be yep. waiting. Um, here's what's going to happen in the waiting period. We will touch in with you once a week without fail. Every Friday at noon, we go through all of our clients. We touch base. We'll, so you will hear from us at least once a week throughout this waiting period. Okay. So just know mm -hmm. that if you ever have a question, just let us know. Otherwise, there's nothing else for you to do other than just hang out, chill and wait. Now, mm -hmm. once the waiting period's done, this is going to be, I don't know, like a week before we're coming out, we're going to reach out to schedule 
a walkthrough and want to do this prep. And maybe I don't know if this is accurate or not. So don't crucify the idea here because I don't <laughs> I've never painted a house before. Not the outside or anyway, I have You're for fine. my wife, but not well. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna so now the next phase is we're gonna reach out, we're gonna schedule this walkthrough, and then our guys are gonna show up and here's what they're gonna need to do. They're gonna they're gonna do a walkthrough, make sure we get everything dialed in, they're gonna prep everything. Um, and then from there, obviously, we're gonna be into the painting phase. Um, and during the painting phase, we're gonna be talking with you daily, make sure we got questions answered, everything else. Then we'll go into cleanup and then we'll come back and do a final walkthrough, make sure everything's good. Okay. Mm -hmm. But like that's the overall process. Um, and like we talked about in the how to get the most out of this video, ask questions. The time to ask questions, we talk about this process is when we're painting, when we're doing walkthroughs, like that's the time to ask questions. Uh, it makes it really awkward and difficult. And I don't want to have the awkward conversation. If you wait until we're doing a final checklist, like, oh, well, wait a minute, the whole east wall didn't even get done the right way. It's like, what about when we were painting the wall? That would have been the time to yeah, talk about it, right? Sure. So, and when you say it ahead of time in a video with a little bit of like kind of laughing and making fun of the crazy people that did it before, uh, it changes the perspective. Now, what I always, what I also want to make sure that I hammer home in this video of the how this get how how this works video is yeah. that they don't have to remember any of this. Yeah, the purpose of the video is not that they could describe to somebody else what the process looks like. The purpose. Let me just go back to this real quick. The purpose is that from here to here, the beginning to the end. So those that mm -hmm. can't see from the beginning to the end that you filled all the gaps in by describing what was going to happen. That's it. So that they know that you have a process. Literally, that's it. Yeah. The worst possible thing that you can do is you can say, hey, we're excited to have you as a client. We'll reach out in a little bit. Mm. I have I have no idea what's about to happen. I don't know what the timeline is. I don't know what to expect. I don't know anything. And then I got to fill it in. And if it goes longer than three or four days, guess what? Now I have spouses that are asking questions or my friends that I talked about getting my house painted. All sorts of things come in. And now I'm like defending you. I don't even know you well enough yet, right? Yeah, so right. So you just have to cast a vision from the beginning to the end of the project that says, here are the phases we're going to go through. Yeah. Okay. And guess what? Here's the cool part. You don't have to remember any of this. I am going to reach out to you every single week that we're doing this. Anytime we change, like I'm going to let you know everything you need to do all the way along the way. So you don't have to do anything right now if they don't. Yeah. And in this case, they don't because they're waiting. Just hang out. You will hear from us no later than Friday, whatever. And then... When we move to the next phase, we'll let you know. And then we'll tell you all the details of what you need to know here when we get here. And then same thing here when we get here. There's some stuff to know, but I'll tell you that when we get there. So you don't have to try and remember it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's like, that's the idea of that video is to draw that picture. Now, that's like the top half of the sandwich. We got to get yes. the bottom half of the sandwich. The bottom half is what you do as they're going through the process. So uh, this is the next piece of, we call it the happy client factory. We're in a mm -hmm. client play and we want to turn it into a happy client factory. So the first three pieces are the email and those two videos. The next piece is your communication and how you follow up with people as they're going throughout this. Mm -hmm. I believe strongly that if you're in a services business, you should email your clients every single week. I don't care if you talk to them at nine o'clock like, and just pick a time. It's like Friday afternoon, we send out updates to all of our clients. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you talk to them that morning, be like, hey, and then you're going to get an email from me so mm -hmm. that they know and that it's consistent. Mm -hmm. And if nothing has changed about the status, it's like, yo, just checking in. Nothing's changed. We're still on tap four coming next Thursday or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you hit them every single week mm -hmm. um, when it has changed or when they do change. So when you go from, hey, painting's done. Now we're moving into this phase. Mm -hmm. Then you send them an update. That's not a that's not like the weekly update. Um, that is a hey, we made progress. So there's there's two things in here, actually. I'm sorry. I'm. We have this all in like a course and I'm trying yeah. not to get too technical with the details, but there's two types of updates. There's status updates and there's progress updates. Mm -hmm. Status updates go once a week, regardless if there's been no progress, it doesn't matter. You always send a status update at least once a week for the entirety of the project, period. Mm -hmm. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people will be like, well, how? That sounds so overwhelming. Uh, not if you want clients that love you and it's not that hard to do. You templatize it. It's the same format every time. You can mm -hmm. have anybody go send the updates. So status updates are weekly without fail. Progress updates happen when somebody progresses from one stage of the project to the next. Mm. It's like, hey, we're all right. We're out of the waiting phase. Good news. It's time to get this thing scheduled. We can come do prep. All right. Prep is done. Now we're moving into painting. Mm -hmm. and, and when you do your progress updates is when you let them know all the things they need to know for that phase. Mm -hmm. So they're going from waiting just to go back to this one real quick. They're going from waiting to mm -hmm. uh, walk through and prep or whatever. Right? That's basically like, hey, we're going to come out and then we got to like put all the tape down. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, my guess is if you're coming to my house, that it would be really nice if I took down my, uh, 
uh, not blinds. What's the, my drapes? Yeah, and sure. I'll, I'll move, move some of my furniture out of the way. Um, mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. pull my bed away from the wall. If you tell me that here, when I just start, I will forget. Mm. Hands down. It's like, hey, we're coming out. We'll be there on Thursday. Just as a reminder, um, here's what we need in order for us to do work. Now we're in this phase, right? It's like, hey, waiting time's done. This is where my progress update comes is right here on this line. Mm -hmm, waiting time's mm -hmm. done. Now we're going to come out. We're going to prep. So here's the deal. Let me tell you what we let me tell you what this part of the process looks like specifically. We're going to come out, walk through. I got this checklist right here. We're going to go through and make sure everything's dialed in. And mm -hmm. then I'm going to introduce the uh, what did you call it? The little checklist you put on their fridge? Yeah, the punch list, the make yeah, me happy so, punch list. So if it were me, it would be there's a couple things we're going to do. One, we're going to review the order. So make sure we got everything dialed in. Number mm -hmm. two, I'm going to introduce this thing called the punch list. This is where you get to point out anything that you're like, wait a minute, I'm not sure. And by the way, we love clients that want their stuff to look good. So we love nitpicky details. So anything mm -hmm. you see, put it here, right? And I would have teed that up in the how to get the most. So now I'm going to introduce mm -hmm. this. And then the third thing is we're going to actually tape. So here's the deal. It's really hard to tape when the couch is butted up against the wall or when the dress mm -hmm. is butted up against the wall or when the drapes are butted up against, you know, hanging down from the wall. We can't tape around and prep for that. So when we come, the one broad or the one job you have is make sure everything's moved at least two to three feet off the wall. We're not allowed to move it for life. You know, whatever the case is, we're yeah, not going to sure. move it, whatever that is. So you tell them that right there in the progress update. Yes. And then same thing when you get to painting or whatever that next phase is, you give them those details right there when you're at the progress update. So, yes. all right, we'll do a quick summary recap. Uh, yes, asset I number like one it. is the welcome next steps email, which mm -hmm. is an email that literally has no more than two to three things that you're going to ask them to do. You want it to have the least number of things possible. Mm -hmm. One of them is going to be, and ideally it's the first one, if possible, is to get them to this page where they're gonna watch the how to get the most video and the how this works video. A pro tip to get them to watch those videos is that whatever you actually need them to do next, create an account, fill out a form, <coughs> excuse me, um, you put it at the bottom of that page. So go to this page, there's a couple of videos for you to watch and then there's gonna be a button to schedule this thing or to fill out this form or the whatever the next step of the process is. Mm -hmm. So. Asset number two is how to get the most out of this video. And this is where you're training them how to be a good client. Okay. So make a list of all of the crappy client experiences you've ever had, like specific list. Mm -hmm. Next call them over. Why did that happen? You'll start to repeat yourself. Next call them over, consolidate down to three to five. Next call them over, brand them. And mm -hmm. then hop on camera, shoot. You can do it on your phone. It doesn't need to be fancy. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's how to get the most video. Asset number three is how this works video, where you're just going to lay out the process that they're about to go through. And all you have to do is you have to show them that you know and have a process for going from where they are currently at the very beginning of the project all mm -hmm. the way until the project's done. Mm -hmm. And then be like, and I'll give you all the details you need when we get to each stop, spot in the process. You don't have to worry about anything. And then the last piece that actually completes that is that you have weekly status updates. Just tell them where they are. Uh, and then you have progress updates. Anytime they change in the progress updates job, the progress updates job is to deliver whatever details they need for that particular point in the process. Mm -hmm. Got it. So... There you go. Do those. There's a couple other things you can do too, but do those. And you're like 99% better than most people at creating a happy client factory. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that was, that's, that's good. That's really good, Brad. There, there are a lot of good things in there that, that I picked out and then I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm definitely doing that. Um, Brad, you said you got, you got some courses, you got, uh, you know, you got some offers. Where do we go if we want to learn more about you and six division? Yeah, so sixdivision.com. Uh, it's S I X T H division.com. You got the link right there. Um, and then if you click on the, there's a programs link or a how we help link or something like that. Um, the our courses that's currently on waitlist, uh, they're about to get re released. So if you if you're interested in, there's really two courses. One of them is called the Experience Formulas. What I went over today mm -hmm. with these assets um, in the Experience Formulas, we go over what to put in your client play, what to put in your prospect play, what to put in your lead play and then what to do with your recyclers. Mm -hmm. um, and we also talk about the attention plays. So that's a course that's like, just go do these things. Um, yeah. And there's trainings on how to come up with a, how to get the most videos. There's tools and templates. Uh, the other course is called Client Journey Engineering. And mm -hmm. that is, uh, we talked about the playbook. Um, I didn't really show much of it. Uh, actually, I didn't show any of it. So if you didn't watch, you didn't miss it, but we described it. The, the process of being able to take your ideas and then organize them into one single cohesive journey on a playbook. That's part of client journey engineering. So that's the other course. Mm -hmm. uh, those are under the academy. You can go get on the wait list there. We have, uh, we have a group coaching program called The Lab where I get on calls once a week. And then uh, our main head chief client journey engineer does another call. So we're on calls twice a week. 
group format, I'm literally standing in the same spot I'd be on those calls. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, what questions do you have? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to decide on a software tool? You want me to look at a video? I've looked at so many how to get the most videos. Like it's just, it's whatever help you need. Uh, and then we also have a program called the Master Builder Program where you hire us to be your client journey engineer. And we help you do all of this. We work with you. So you get assigned one of our team members. We work with you one-on-one, help you design it, plan it. And then depending on which tool you're using, actually get in and do the implementation. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Well, Brad, I, I really appreciate the, the, the energy and the wisdom that you bring uh, to the table to this show today. Thank you so much. And uh, we're definitely going to have to have you back on. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, there we have it, folks. Brad from uh, Six Division, uh, real smart guy, brought the energy, loved it. Um, yeah, go to, go to that website and and check them out. I think that they have a lot of a lot of unique value to bring. And as you are out there crafting your business, building that business, make sure that you are, uh, you know, as as he's suggesting here, being careful about what you actually decide to do. It can be so overwhelming to want to implement everything. And that's the kind of stuff that that leads us to be it up all night and uh, just kind of, you know, obsessing over our business. That's not good for you. It's not good for your family. So so take the nugget of this show, the one nugget, implement it. And if you need help, well, you know where to go. Folks, that's the end of our show. Remember that um, this episode and others are available on PCA Overdrive. Um, go to PCAPaintEd.org. And uh, we will see you next time on the show. Thank you for listening. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.